عن أبي عمر وقيل أبي عمرة سفيان بن عبد الله رضي الله عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله قل لي في الإسلام قولا لا أسأل عنه أحدا غيرك قال قال قل آمنت بالله ثم استقم رواه مسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد The hadith is narrated by Sufyan bin Abdullah or is it Abdullah bin Sufyan? What does the hadith say? Sufyan bin Abdullah radiyallahu anhu He asked the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, O Messenger of Allah Kulli fil Islam Tell me something in Islam لا أسأل عنه أحدا غيرك something which I don't need to ask anyone after you summarize for me something in Islam something that's going to be enough for me so much so that I do not need to go and ask anyone after you Ya Rasulullah what Sufyan bin Abdullah is asking for is a summary of the deen of Islam. As a Muslim, what am I supposed to do? Rasulullah has been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jawamiul Kalim, the brevity of words. And Rasulullah summarized the whole religion of Islam in two phrases. Kul amantu billah. Say, I believe in Allah. That's the first part. Thumma staqim. Then be upright. That's all you need. Kulli fil Islam. Tell me something about Islam. La as'alu anhu ahadan ghayrak. I don't need to ask anyone after you, Ya Rasulullah. Summarize this deen for me, this Islam, in a few words. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says to him, Qul amantu billah, say I believe in Allah, thumma staqim, then be upright. That's all that Islam is all about. Sorry? Istaqim, to be upright, to be straight. Sirat al-mustaqim, the straight path. So, قُلْ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ Say, I believe in Allah. ثُمَّ اسْتَقِمْ Then be upright. That's all you need. This advice is divided into two phrases. The first phrase being, قُلْ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ This is aqidah, the belief of Islam. ثُمَّ اسْتَقِمْ is the sharia. Islam involves two things. Aqidah and Sharia. Aqidah is what we believe about Allah. Aqidah is what we believe about Allah, our Tawheed. And Sharia is the commandment of Allah, the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to do. So Islam is about Aqidah, what we believe about Allah, and what we need to do. 
after believing in Allah. We explained earlier that when we say Al-Imanu, to believe, there is a difference between Iman and Islam when they come together. But when we separate them, they become the same. When they're mentioned in one sentence, they are different. When Islam and Iman are mentioned in one sentence, they are not the same. But when they are mentioned in two different sentences, they become the same. Do you remember this, uh, this phrase? Yes. For example, The Bedouins said, we have believed. Say you have not believed. Say we have become Muslims. Because they are in the same sentence. Islam and Iman have become two different things. Where Islam depicts the actions, the outward actions which can be observed by people. And Iman means what is found in the hearts of people. When they're mentioned together, Islam means what is found outside and Iman means what is found inside. That's why the pillars of Islam are Shahada, which is something that can be observed. When you say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh, are we able to observe that? Can we hear it? Yes, it is Islam. And as-salah, can we observe salah? Can we see salah? Yes. As-suyam, fasting, can we observe that? Yes, we can. Uh, zakat, can we observe that? Yes, we can. Hajj, can we observe that? Yes, we can. So these things which are physical and can be observed are referred to as Islam. While the things which are found in the heart, which cannot be observed, are referred to as Iman. That's why the pillars of Iman are to believe in Allah. Can I observe that? It's found in your heart. Your belief in Allah is found in your heart. To believe in the angels. Can I observe that? No, I can't. It's found in your heart. To believe in the books. That's in your heart. To believe in the last day. That is in your heart. To believe in Qadr. That is found in your heart. So this is Iman. Iman would mean something which is found in the heart, while Islam is something which can be observed by people. But here the Messenger wasallam uses the phrase, Qul amantu billah. Say, I believe in Allah. Has Islam been used in this sentence? Islam hasn't been used. Iman has been used. So because Iman has been used on its own, it means Iman and Islam. I don't know if we are together. When Iman is used alone, it means Iman and Islam. When Islam is used alone, it also means Iman and Islam. But when Iman and Islam are used together, they have different meanings. Maybe I should ask someone to try to explain this just to see if, if this is clear. Who, who can volunteer to explain the difference between Islam and Iman? 
explain when they come together and when they are separated. What is the difference? Just volunteer. Sheikh Sulaiman, would you like to explain the difference between Islam and Iman when they are found together in a sentence and when they, they, they are not found together? Sheikh uh, Hassan? When Iman Iman is used separately, um, it simply means that it's something that is found in, inside the heart. When it's used separately. No, when Iman is used on its own, on its own. it means Islam, Islam and, and Iman. Iman. Yes, but I want to explain Iman on its own. No, you want to explain Iman when it's mentioned together with Islam. Okay, yeah. Now. Yeah, Iman is to, to believe in Allah and to believe in the in Allah's books in those are the pillars of iman yes yeah but those what what is iman when it is mentioned together with islam in the same sentence it means that is something that is found in the heart good then islam is it's something that can be observed good now what is iman when it is mentioned on its own without islam It means both Islam, both Islam and, and Iman. Iman. And what is Islam when it is mentioned alone without Iman? It also means both. Both Islam, Islam and, and Iman. Iman. Are, we, are we together? Is, is that clear now? So Iman, when we mention Iman alone, we mean Iman and Islam. Islam. When we mention Islam alone, we mean Islam and Iman. When we mention Islam and Iman combined, Iman becomes something which is found inside and Islam becomes something which is found outside. For example, if we ask you, what are you? You say, I'm a Muslim. Right? You say, I'm a Muslim. But does that mean there's nothing inside of you? Iman is not there. By saying, I'm a Muslim, you also mean Iman, of course. You're a Muslim, but you also believe in Allah. You believe in Allah's books, you believe in Allah's angels, you believe in Allah's messengers and everything. So by saying Islam, I'm a Muslim, you mean Islam and Iman. You, you get my point? And when you say I'm a Mu'min, you also mean Islam and Iman, because no one can simply be a Mu'min and not a Muslim. So here the Messenger wasallam says, Qul, say, Amantu Billah. I believe in Allah. Meaning, don't be a Muslim, right? Just believe. Just aman to Billah. In this case, it means Islam and Iman. All right. Kul aman to Billah. Say, I believe in Allah. Meaning, believe in your heart and also be a Muslim. Kul aman to Billah. And in in the Quran or in the Hadith, when they use the lafz Kul and Qala. The lafqul, this phrase, does not simply mean the tongue. It also means in the heart. 
Say we believe in Allah, not just the word of mouth, also in your heart. Those who said Allah is our Lord, they just said by word of mouth, they also said in their hearts. So, in other words, believe in Allah, that is the first thing, and make that declaration. And believing in Allah has three pillars, which we mentioned before. Believing in Allah has three pillars. What are the three pillars of Al Imanu Billah? No. Al Qawl. Not really. Al Imanu Billah has three pillars. Al Imanu Billah has three pillars. No. Ahsant, that's what I'm looking for. Al Imanu Birububiyatihi. Wal Imanu bi Uluhiyatihi. Wal Imanu bi Asmaihi wasifatihi. To believe in Allah has three pillars. The first pillar is to believe in his lordship. Al Imanu bi wahdaniyatihi firububiyatihi. To believe that he is alone in his lordship. There is no Lord apart from him. By that we mean, he is the cherisher. There is no cherisher apart from him. He is the sustainer. There is no sustainer apart from him. He is the creator. There is no creator apart from him. So Al-Iman to believe, Biwahdaniyatihi in his unity, being alone, Firububiyatihi in his lordship. Pillar number one. Pillar number two, Al-Imanu Biwahdaniyatihi Fi Uluhiyatihi Believing in his unity, that he is alone in his being worthy of worship. No one must be worshipped apart from Allah. If you have to ask, ask Allah. If you have to sacrifice, sacrifice for Allah. Qul inna salati, say my salah. Wanusuki and my sacrifice, Wamahiaya and my life, Wamamati and my death, Lillahi Rabbil Alameen, all belong to Allah. My fasting is for Allah, my salah is for Allah, my sacrifice is for Allah, my recitation of Quran is for Allah, everything I do, I mean, I do is for Allah, not for any other person. The third pillar, Al Imanu. Believing in his descriptions and his glorious names. He is Ar-Rahman. He is Ar-Rahim. He is Al-Malik. Al-Quddus. Al-Salam. Al-Mu'min. Al-Muhaymin. Al-Aziz. Al-Jabbar. Al-Mutakabbir. All these beautiful names belong to him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is what it means to believe in Allah. To believe in his lordship, he is alone. In being worthy of worship, he is alone. His names and descriptions, subhanahu wa ta'ala, without ascribing to him what he has not ascribed to himself. Something he didn't say about himself, do not put it to him. Only say about him what he said about himself. If he didn't say, for example, 
anything. He didn't say anything about uh, uh, getting tired. He says tiredness does not overcome him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, we cannot ascribe tiredness to him. And again, what he ascribed to himself, what he described as being him or being a part of him, we cannot take away from him. He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has a hand. That's what he said. Not so. He mentioned that in the Quran. He said, Yadullahi, Allah's hand, fawqa aidihim, is on top of their hands. We cannot take that away from him. We can't say Allah doesn't have a hand. But he said he has a hand. Except his hand is not like our hands, but he mentioned it himself in the Quran. He said he has a hand. We have no right to interpret the hand with something else. Some people say, no, when he says, His hand is above their hands, it means his power is above their power. Did he say that? Allah doesn't know how to say power. Allah knows how to say power. But he said, hand. In a hadith, Rasulullah says, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to put his foot, he will stamp his foot into Jahannam. First, all the, the sinners, the usad, and the non-believers will be thrown into Jahannam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask Jahannam. Yawma naqulu li Jahannam, the day will say to Jahannam, Halim talat, are you full? Oh, everyone, all the usat are in there. Halim talat, are you full? Jahannam is so big. It's very, very big. Anyone with hopes of uh, being sent to paradise because Jahannam is full should forget about such, such hopes because there is enough space in, in Jahannam. So Allah says to Jahannam, Halim talat, are you full? Wataqul, and Jahannam says what? Halim do you have more? Is there more to put in here? There's a lot of space. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to stamp his foot. His majestic foot, not like your foot, not like the foot of an elephant, not like the foot of the creation. A foot that befits him subhanahu wa ta'ala. He stamps it into Jahannam and Jahannam says, Qat, Qat, enough, enough. So if he subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he's going to stamp his foot into Jahannam, do we have a right to take that away from him and say he doesn't have a, a, a foot? I saw a certain book, I think Sheikh Sulaiman knows it, Ta'limul Islam. I don't know what madrasa that book was printed in for teaching Islam to, to children. That's why we have to be very, very careful. You know, these manahi, some of these uh, 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 syllabi. In this book, the teaching is Allah is in Nyanja, actually. Allah Ali be Manja. Allah Ali be Nyendo. Allah Ali Bemanzo, Allah Ali Bemato, meaning Allah has no hands, Allah has no feet, Allah has no eyes. Is that Ta'limul Islam? And when you come, when you find them innocently learning it, you think this is Aqidah, this is the true Aqidah of Islam. The problem is, this is not the true Aqidah of Islam. Allah Ali Bemiendo, Allah has no feet. He has no hands, he has no eyes, he has... Then, does he exist? What kind of existence is that? 
Now that is philosophy, isn't it? You know what the philosophers believe? The, the philosophers believe Allah is just, God is just a force. A force that works in the, in the world. Where is the force found? No, it's not found in a particular place. It's just a force that operates everywhere. The force that determines what happens in the universe. That is kufr. That's being a kafir. That's saying there is no God. The Islamic belief is Allah is in heaven. And Allah is on his arch. Not a force that is everywhere. When the same philosophers believe he is, he is everywhere and some Christians also adopted the philosophy and when you ask them, say, no, God is just everywhere. God is just everywhere. God is everywhere. God is in my pockets. God is everywhere. God is in, in a bottle of beer. It doesn't make sense. Allah is majestic. He's above everything, but he knows what happens everywhere. So this is, this is aqidah. First of all, your aqidah has to be correct. Then be upright. Move on to the sharia. I said Islam is divided into what? Two things. Aqidah and sharia. What do you think of a person who, who only accepts the aqidah of Islam and does not accept the sharia of Islam? Because the sharia of Islam is obviously you must pray five times a day, you must fast during the month of Ramadan, you should not do this, you should not do that. That's the sharia. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. That is called sharia. Aqidah is the belief of, of Islam. So what do you think of a person who, I believe in Allah. Allah is the creator. He believes everything, but neglects the sharia. He doesn't pray, he doesn't fast, he doesn't do anything Allah commanded, and he doesn't stay away from the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade. Is, is his Islam okay? It's not okay. Because he's fulfilled one part of the hadith only, قُلْ آمَنْتُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran said, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا it's not enough to simply be Rabbun Allah, our Lord is Allah. That is not enough. Then they were upright. This hadith is similar to Qawluhu Ta'ala, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُوا عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ The Messenger Sallallahu says, قُلْ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقِمْ Then be upright. In other words, your aqidah has to be correct and then follow the sharia. That is all you need to know about Islam because he asked for what? Islam. Tell me something in Islam. So that I don't need to ask anyone after you. He told him two phrases. Say, I believe in Allah. Then be on the straight path. Follow the sharia. That is all you need. Tell me something else. Do you need anything else in Islam? Apart from Aqidah and Sharia, is a, a third thing in Islam. What, what more do you need? If your Aqidah is correct and you follow the Sharia of Islam, do you need anything? Rasulullah was given brevity of words. Imagine, point blank. He's sitting. Tell me something in Islam about which I can never ask anyone else. And of the cup. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Qul amantu billahi thumma He summarizes the whole religion. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam.
Then this, amantu billah, kul amantu billah, thumma staqim, then be upright, has a reward. And its reward is mentioned by Allah in the Quran. The reward of al-imanu billah, to believe in Allah and to be upright, you will see that reward. Ya Allah, when are we going to see the reward? Inna alladhina qalu rabbuna Allah, thumma staqamu, tatanazzalu alayhimul malaika. Those who said Allah is our Lord, and then they were upright, the angels will come down to them. When, ya Allah, when dying, they will also come to them in the grave. They will also come to them on the day of judgment. When dying, they will reassure them. La takhafu, don't be afraid. What are we mainly afraid of? We are afraid of things we don't know. You don't know where you're going. I explained this before in the Mahadara of Tafsir. La takhafu, don't be afraid of where you're going. Wala tahzanu, and don't be sad. Sadness is over what? Sadness is usually over the things that we lose. True or false? If we ask each and everyone here why they are afraid of death, obviously everyone is afraid. All right? We believe in Allah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, if someone walked in here, however, and said, uh, I'll shoot anyone, that, that says, I'm, I'm a Muslim, we want all of you to denounce Islam now. Um, many would, would happily say we, we are not Muslims. True or false? Why? Are they afraid? Why are they afraid? Uh, why are we afraid? There are two problems. The first problem is you don't want to leave your family. That is problem number one. Problem number two, you're not sure whether it's Jannah or Jahannam. That's, that's where the problem is. Where you're going, you're not, you're not sure. But if, but if someone gave you an assurance and gave you a guarantee that your family is going to be okay, and where you're going is Jannah. They show you and give you guarantee 100%. You think you'd be scared? You wouldn't be scared. Like there, there are certain people who received uh, letters from their, their sheikhs about going to Jannah. I don't know if you, you know this story, but it's a true story in a certain uh, place. I think it's in Indonesia or some place like that. There's, there's a village where everyone in the village has a letter from the sheikh, a ticket that the sheikh wrote for them to, to go to paradise. All that you need to do is go to the sheikh, and the sheikh asks you what you're willing to give in return for paradise. Some of them, some of them would give their orchards, uh, they would give their uh, gardens to the sheikh, and the sheikh in return would write them a ticket. This, this is a ticket for Fulan to go to paradise, just make sure that when dying, you're buried with a, with a ticket. And the funny thing is, you find them so courageous and facing death so courageously because of that, that ticket in the, in the pocket which was given by the sheikh. 
The guarantee of paradise, that's what a guarantee can do for a person. It reassures them. It gives them courage. Now try to imagine reassurance on your deathbed from the angels. Don't be afraid. Don't be sad. We give you paradise. Before I uh, probably invite some, some questions from you, there are certain things I, I really, really need to clarify because I feel uh, we're already uh, getting mixed up. Firstly, when we say Iman, Iman has pillars. And the pillars of Iman are six. Please listen very carefully. Iman has pillars. And the pillars of Iman are six in number. Amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wal yawmil akhir wal qadari khayrihi wa sharri. These are the six pillars of Iman. The first one being Al-Imanu billahi. Then Al-Imanu billahi has three pillars. Are we together? Iman has six pillars, including Al-Imanu Billahi. That is the first pillar of Iman. Then Al-Imanu Billahi has three pillars. The three pillars of Al-Imanu Billahi are Al-Imanu Biwahdaniyatihi Fi Rububiyatihi. Iman that he is alone in his Lordship. Al-Imanu Biwahdaniyatihi Fi Uluhiyatihi. Iman that he is alone in deserving to be worshipped. And to believe in his names and his description. These three are pillars not of Iman. They are pillars of Imanu Billahi, which is the first pillar of Iman. Are we together? And then Iman has three components, not pillars. Three components. Components means the things it is made up of, which are qawlun wa'tiqadun wa'amal. Words, belief, and actions. Let's not confuse this. So we're looking at Iman. Iman has three components. What are the three components of Iman? Qawl, words, i'tiqad, belief, these are the components of Iman that Iman is made up of. And then Iman has pillars. What are the pillars of Iman? Amantu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wal yawmil akhir wal qadari khayrihi wa sharri. Six pillars of Iman. Then the first pillar of Iman is al-Imanu billahi. Al-Imanu billahi has three pillars. What are the pillars of Al-Imanu Billahi? The pillars of Al-Imanu Billahi are Al-Imanu Biwahdaniyatihi Fi Rububiyatihi Wal-Imanu Biwahdaniyatihi Fi Uluhiyatihi Wal-Imanu Biasmaihi Wasifatihi That part, I think that's properly explained, especially those in the group, expect these questions. Alright. Uh, some people will say we listened to the audio and we didn't find the answers in the audio. These are the answers. Then, we talk about Iman and Islam. Also here, listen carefully. When Islam is mentioned alone, it means Islam and Iman. When we mention Islam on its own, we mean what a person believes in the heart 
and also their actions when we mention Islam alone. And when we mention Iman alone, we also mean Islam and Iman, what's found in their hearts and their actions. But when we mention the two of them in one sentence, Islam will simply mean the outward actions, while Iman means what is found inside. Is, is that also clear? Here there's a difference because the two have been mentioned in the same sentence. Therefore, there will be a difference between Islam and Iman. But if I say, for example, uh, uh, Papa Kulbali is a Muslim, what does that mean? It means he's also, he also has Iman. Because we can't say uh, Papa Kulbali is a Muslim, and uh, he is also a mu'min in al-mala'ikatu wal-kutub. No. Once we say Muslim, that comprises also iman. You, you get my point? If, if we say uh, Sheikh Dawood, for example, is a mu'min, does that mean he's not a Muslim? Why? Because I've mentioned iman on its own, therefore it must carry the meaning of Islam also. And when I mention Islam on its own, it also carries the meaning of Iman. But let me use these two in the same sentence. Okay, let's separate ourselves now. Those who are Muslims, raise your hands. And those who are Muslims, raise your hands. Now there's a difference. Why? Because I've used these two phrases, rather the two words, in the same phrase. Now there's a difference between the Muslims and the Muslims. And obviously no one is going to raise their hand and say, I'm, I'm a Muslim because that's Tazkiyat al nafs and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Is this explanation clear? Very, very clear. What are the pillars of Al Imanu Billah? There are three. Now, uh -huh. what are they? Uh, unless you revise them nicely, inshallah. No problem. There's no problem, inshallah. Um, we have about um, six minutes, inshallah. I will accept questions. Barakallah Fikum. Is it a question or is it a question?